Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Breaking Health Podcast. I'm here with our host, Steve Krupa. Hey, Steve. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been a long, long time. I know. Where you been? Where you been all my life? Oh, it's not that long a podcast, Steve. I can't get into that. So we should probably <laughs> just stick to business. But it's good to uh, good to reconnect with you. And uh, sure. And it's great to have uh, as our, our first, uh, I guess, official guest of the uh, of the podcast. I did an earlier podcast behind your back. I hope you don't mind. I what? spoke with Bill. I spoke with Bill Gary at Flare Capital. He wanted, uh, told me all about J.P. Morgan. So we had that one. That's on the books. But today you spoke with Dave Grandin, who's the president and CEO of a pretty cool company called Keo. What can you yeah. tell us about Keo? Well, you know, they're, they're working on uh, lower back pain and they have plans to work on other, you know, rehabilitation solutions, um, you know, using a combination of uh, engagement technology and, you know, treatment protocols. Um, they came to my attention uh, through a health plan that I knew really well, WEA Trust in, in Wisconsin. And he said, take a look at this. We're starting to work with this company, and it, it seemed like a cool idea. So we gave Dave a call, and he told us all about it. Very, very important. You know, it's sort of an indication about how you could take technology and begin to apply it to something like low back pain, which health plans really suffer from from a cost perspective. Sure. Um, and uh, and use it to drive compliance and outcomes. So it's a very very interesting idea. I wonder if physical therapy, which I'm a big fan of, is seen as a as a money saver, or is mm-hmm. it a, is it a large cost for healthcare plans? Well, if you can substitute it for back surgery, sure. Yeah, yep. So it's, it's you know it's, it's it's a substitution effect, and in that particular instance, uh, absolutely. And yeah, I've done my fair share of physical therapy myself as I've gotten older, just through whatever sports related injuries weekend warrior kind of stuff and it it's definitely you know effective um but for conditions like lower back pain you know there's there's a lot of people that that have unnecessary back surgeries that health plans pay for and Mm -hmm. uh, the medical costs continue so um if you can substitute pt there and have it work big that's a big big win and it it was keo's path has it been uh fairly linear or is it uh what kind of ride has it been well, yeah. I mean, I think that's the real story of the interview. It's, and, I, and I'd rather have it come out, you know, so I won't, won't give away the details. But this is an example of a, of a bona fide pivot. You know, Dave has been successful before in other companies. Uh, you know, he went out with a premise that was not gaining market traction, even though when you kind of give the premise, you kind of wonder why. And, and while, while they were out in the market, they, uh, they came out with a better idea for low back pain uh, um, protocols and you know, he pivoted and, and ended up finding himself in a good place. So it's an interesting story in that regard. Excellent. And of course, very common in, in all venture capital. Absolutely. Pivots are crucial. So let's get into this uh, interview with Dave Grandin, president and CEO of Keo. Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast. I'm here with Dave Grandin from Keo. Welcome to the podcast, Dave. Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy uh, happy to talk with you. It's 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 this is our first podcast of 2018. Um, we're suffering through a little bit of a winter here in Boston. You're in Wisconsin, um, so we've got the cold weather to keep us uh, have something in common, I guess, right? Yeah, that's true. We've got the cold. We just don't have the snow. 
but doesn't that come eventually every winter though you can't avoid it, it will it's it's inevitable it'll arrive so um thanks for joining us i i want to talk about i want to talk about keo and and all the interesting things that you're doing there but i also want to just sort of uh understand your background um i know that you uh have a background in sports entertainment technology and somehow you ended up running a healthcare company. Can you give us a sense as to what, how that happened? Um, sort of an interesting change of purpose, right? Well, a bit. I mean, uh, my my background, if you want to take it really broad, is technology. I was originally an electrical engineer and a chip designer. Migrated really into the software world. Uh, was fortunate to work for some very successful. Uh, software companies that were transitioning from the startup phase into, you know, successful commercial traction, both in the electronic design automation, which is the engineering world, the design of of hardware, uh, and as well as then the entertainment world with Avid Technology, which is, uh, you know, headquartered in the Massachusetts area. And it was while I was at Avid that I ran my first startup, and that's what really took me into the sports world, and it was the combination of digital video, database, and sports applied to helping football teams better understand how to beat their competition or how to even improve by doing what they call self-scout. And the name of that company was Avid Sports, and we were reasonably successful. We grew the company from zero to over $25 million in four years, had all of the NFL teams uh, and uh, most of the large NCAA teams as our customers. And so that's what really gave me the, you know, this sort of overview of, uh, of technology and, and a vertical market, if you will. And uh, I took some time off and was a dad and a coach and a substitute teacher. And when I was back in Wisconsin, uh, as my kids were uh, getting into college, there was less coaching, less daddy duty, <laughs> you know, and it was time to re-engage and get involved. And so get I really out of the house, man. Things. Go get some work done. Yeah, it, exactly. So it was time to, to try and figure out, okay, how do I apply my experience, business experience, technology experience into into something? And, and when I looked around, I mean, there's tremendous needs in the healthcare market. And if you compare what happens in the healthcare market and healthcare delivery, uh, it's quite a bit behind a lot of the rest of our economy. And even behind the rest of the world. So I just thought that that was intriguing. And that's what kind of led me into this uh, healthcare space, if you will. Now, did you come up with the idea yourself or did somebody come to you and say, hey, I got this idea, but I need a guy who knows how to run a business? How did, how did you get in? It was definitely more the latter. Uh, there was uh, there was a group that uh, here in Wisconsin, Madison, that had, uh, it's called Lifeline. And they were a supplier of uh, workout equipment. And they had an idea with a force sensor, a wireless force sensor, and uh, a pretty novel idea and, and, you know, some great technology. But they really didn't know how to put together a business plan for it or how to get it financed. And so I was approached by a consultant of theirs, and I went in and did a handshake deal and said, yeah, I'll look at this. And we sort of took it from there. And that was the genesis of Keel was a force sensor and really putting software with it. We've worked very hard on this technology and we developed this great technology base. But quite frankly, uh, from a commercial perspective, we just weren't very successful. 
What was what was the original design for that force sensor? What was it supposed to accomplish? Uh, it basically would measure muscle strength. And so you oh, know, right cool. now, yeah, so right now when you go in, if you go see a physical therapist, they use a technology which is over 100 years old called manual muscle testing, which means you push against the therapist's hands and then they rate you on a scale of zero to five. Well, that that's completely subjective. It, it doesn't pass. Uh, inner operator tests, uh, and you know how do you really know if you're getting better? Whereas you know we could measure with a high sampling rate to you know a hundredth of a pound uh, exactly what you can pull. So it gave it gave the therapist a, a more objective way not only to assess you but also to measure progress over time. And so, what was your original your your original um, business case for for approaching them? What was their value to the uh, to the therapist or to the patient or to the healthcare system? How did you think about that? Well, the, the original pitch to them was, was look, you know, we've got, uh, we've got this technology-based both software and this sensor that allows you to deliver evidence-based medicine. Uh, it'll allow you to do it in a more efficient way. It will allow you to communicate with your, um, with your clients even when they're not in the office via a mobile application. So you can, instead of handing out pieces of paper that say, here are your exercises, you can deliver them over a secure HIPAA compliant mobile device and, uh, and then be able to monitor what are they doing. So compared to the state of the art of physical and occupational therapy, clearly a, a better solution, a better mousetrap. Um, and when we showed it to physical and occupational therapists, we heard that over and over again wow, this is way better than what we do. <laughs> but then you run into the business side. And, you know, if the, if the technology uh, is not reimbursable, does not create a new revenue stream, uh, and potentially requires a workflow change, it's very, very difficult to sell. And that's exactly where we found ourselves. It's interesting, right? So you take Avid... Sounds like you you build a technology, you present it to the NFL. The NFL's like, yeah, we'll win more games with this technology. We'll buy it. There's no need for it to be reimbursable, right? Or yeah, it, it, it's exactly right. Competitive advantage in football is worth a lot of money, right? Uh, better technology, competitive advantage in physical therapy, not so much. Interesting. And, 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 you know, we could get into a long discussion as to why that is, right? I mean, it, I would bet you, though, in, in uh, private physical therapy. So my only experience with a physical therapist is I've gone to them more, more from an athletics point of view, where I've actually <clears> – <throat> it was me that went. I'm sure I tried to get reimbursed by my health insurance, but eventually it was an out-of-pocket visit, not different than going to get a massage or something like that. And I would imagine those guys are always looking, since they have a private practice, fee-for-service practice, for some form of competitive. But it sounds like this device would be used for someone that I'm guessing is having difficult generating force to begin with. Is that is that the issue? So that theoretically it would be a, a highly rehabilitative sort of encounter? It, yeah, potentially could be. But another example is we one of our customers using this device actually is the Cleveland Indians. And the Indians use it on all their pitchers. So that they can tell if a pitcher is fatigued or potentially they might be uh, running into a tendon problem, you know. So it can it can not only predict 
you know, that there's a, there's a problem coming with this pitcher, you know, but all, and maybe they need more rest or some more rehab, but if they do get injured, then they know what to rehab them back to. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, but you know, in, in early 2017, we really made a, a fundamental decision to do a pivot as a company. And that was to, you know, how do we take this technology that we built and reapply it to uh, a different problem that can create a more compelling business case for us, uh, as well as still get an alignment of interests between our customers and their clients. Yep. yep. And I know that you and I met through uh, Mike Quist over there at the WEA Trust, one of our co- customers we have in common. And when I spoke to him about it, you know, he really thinks that you have come up with something, you know, you know, different. And, and, and so really what we have in front of us is a, is a very classic story. The venture capitalists that listen to the podcast know this, that sometimes you look at something and imagine it to have a particular business purpose. And while it's a perfectly compelling and, and useful technology, uh, you've got to find a, a faster way to get to market and a, and a, and a greater and a way to deliver, you know, more value through through a particular technology, and it sounds like that's what you've done with this pivot. So why don't you why don't you tell us about about what you uh, the business that you created? Uh, um, oh, yeah. sure. Well, you know, and that's exactly what we did. So as I had said, we had you know we developed a library of exercises and the ability to to um, deliver exercises to mobile devices in a secure way with the ability to track or people actually viewing them and, and give feedback and surveys and things like that. So we took that technology and we applied it to low back pain. And low back pain is a bigger problem than a lot of people realize. Over the course of a year, one third of the adult population of the United States will suffer a low back pain issue. Uh, Chronic low back pain is the number one reason for prescription of opioids. And we all know know, what's going on in the U.S. with regards to opioids, the number one reason. It's also uh, among the top three impair burdens. So if you go and you talk to a large manufacturer, you're going to find out what their primary reason for absenteeism is, for presenteeism, for lost work days. Guess what? It's low back pain. So when we talk about MyQuist and WEA, they're a payer. They are a healthcare insurance provider. And so one of their largest financial burdens is low back pain. So what we did was we created a solution that allows people to, if they're chronic sufferers, to either be invited or through primary care, do a screening make sure that they're medically eligible. So it's a multi-phased computer-adapted screening to make sure they're psychologically appropriate, figure out what their baselines are for their pain levels, what type of back pain do they have, and then based upon content that we developed in association with people that have got over 20 years of experience in this area, we then can supply them with appropriate exercises that they can do so they can do their back exercises anywhere. And we piloted this with Quartz, which is another insurance company here in Madison that's owned by UW Health System. And we got our first clinical results last June, and our clinical results are just astounding. They're amazing. So tell us about – tell me – I mean, it got me intrigued now. So let me me just take a step back. So you're 
the device is used to do a diagnosis on back pain. Is that right? Nope, we don't use the device for that anymore at all. It's basically, uh, it's basically if you present to your primary care physician with low back pain, then they can just say, hey, the very first thing we should do is we should run you through this clinically validated screening process. Okay. Uh, or if you are a chronic sufferer and you, you know, the, your insurance company's been paying for years for you to have back pain related expenses, they can invite you to try this as well. And the whole concept, the business concept is there's already proven pathways for low back pain in terms of the best thing you can possibly do is exercise in most cases yep. and do appropriate exercises. But when you go to your primary care physician, they don't know what exercises to give you. They don't know what that proven pathway is, so they haven't implemented that pathway. So this basically automates that pathway, makes sure it's appropriate for you, and then delivers it to you. And you get it for free as, as a sufferer. The insurance company looks at it from the perspective of, hey, we can avoid you now going to specialty visits, potentially unnecessary MRIs, potentially epidurals, opioids, even potentially a back surgery. So if you can help yourself, they get a healthier population at a significantly lower cost. It's a win for them. It's a win for us as a technology provider. And it's a win for the member or patient who gets this free service and feels better. So how did you how did how did you develop the protocols and how did you get your get you know get your arms around the, you know the clinical knowledge to put this together? We worked with um, uh, a local we worked with Quartz, a local insurance company, as well as with UW Health as well as some industry experts that we contracted. And we basically, over the course of a year, pulled together a program where we own the content and it's based on science. Um, and uh, it, it's pretty effective. You know, I mean, like I said, we, we now have some clinical results. And what we find is that if you, if you try this, if you suffer a low back pain, that more than eight out of 10 people that try it have reduced pain which is significant. And the internationally recognized standard for clinically significant reduction in pain for low back pain is roughly 30%. Across our entire population, for people who do this multiple times, they're seeing better than a 50% reduction in pain. No, I've, I, I, the, the, the funny thing about it is I've, for, for other reasons, I've you know encountered a lot of research on this exact point. And... It isn't commonly known in the physician community how to deal with this, but there is a a subset of doctors that have reached the conclusion that when people throw their back out or injure their back or whatever, the the best way for that is to exercise through it. That's what they've been finding out, as long as you're doing the right exercise. That, that's absolutely right. You know, and, and it is the right exercise, and our program has got multiple tracks depending upon the type of pain that you have as well as multiple levels within each track so that you can progress because you need to start off a little lighter, a little easier, get your flexibility. And then of course, uh, phase two uh, is you need to strengthen your core. And so this whole thing is an engagement program. It delivers the exercises, it delivers encouragement, it monitors you in terms of your levels of pain, uh, and it sets expectations because when you enter phase two, your pain might increase a bit. And your very first react, most people's reaction is when their pain increases, they want to stop. But your pain might increase a little bit because guess what? Well, you're working your core. So 
we're all learning as we go, but it's very, very effective and so far so good. And, you know, we're at the point now where we did our, like I said, our first pilot launched in February of 2017. And now we've got, um, you know, multiple insurance carriers, all with multiple year contracts. So we're very excited looking into this year. So describe to me how you work with the insurance companies. Are you working on a capitated basis, fee-for-service basis, fee-for-case basis? How do you work through that with them? Great question. So right right now, I mean, the way that we've set up our program is it's, a, it's really a white label program. So if you, I'm going to use WEA as an example. So with the WEA Trust, if you are a member of theirs, when you look at this program, it'll be delivered to you as a WEA Trust program. We charge them an annual fee to label it, to host, uh, you know, their database, to give them a dashboard so they can see exactly what's going on in their population and they can do reports and things like that. And they, so they pay us that annual fee to host. And then it's really on a consumption basis past that. So anybody that screens, we just charge them uh, for a screen and anybody then that enrolls and does the exercises, we charge them, uh, for the enrollment and, and delivering those exercises and monitoring that, that patient. And so it's really not a, a PM PM. It's more of a, you know, it's a, it's a per user per month type thing. And, you know, the, the great news for an insurer is because it's very effective, the more people they put through it, the greater their ROI is. And, 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 and that's primarily because they're avoiding surgery surgeries or, 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 well, surgery is an outlier case, but it's mm-hmm. more they're going to be avoiding scans, epidurals, x-rays, MRIs, opioid prescriptions. Yeah. As a, as a case, like if you go into your doctor right now and you've got a pretty severe uh, back pain and let's say it is a doctor that knows that you're probably supposed to exercise or get some sort of therapy. What they're most likely going to do is they're going to prescribe you something for the pain and they're going to tell you to go to physical therapy. Well, access to care for physical therapy varies depending on which pro, you know, what coverage you have, where you are in the United States. But if you go and you schedule a physical therapy appointment, on average, you're going to have to wait three to four weeks. What are you doing in the interim? You're taking your pain medication, and if, if you're taking opioids to reduce your pain for three to four weeks, when you could have avoided the opioids and just started exercising with appropriate exercise immediately, that's a much better solution. That's better for the country. It's better for you individually. It's better for the payer. It's, it's better for everybody. It's just a better solution. So <clears throat> you've moved from you, – you've expanded the business, right? So you've got – Rehab solutions, surgical solutions, low back pain. Tell me about the other solutions that you've put together. Well, right now, I mean, we are focusing on the low back pain solution because it's such a huge problem. Uh, first of all, you know, we believe that we have the best solution in this market space. Uh, we are, instead of selling to the providers, we're now selling to the payers. So who we're selling to is different. And we're a small company. I mean, we've got less than 20 employees. So when you're small, as you know from your business acumen, you need to focus. And with it being a large opportunity, I mean, it's greater than a $500 million recurring annual revenue opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. We're focused on low back pain and delivering the best solution we can and selling it to payers for the benefit of their members. So where where do you see the competition? Is the competition just the traditional 
the hardest thing, and you know, as you know, I've been doing this a little while, and we've been I've invested in companies that have similar ideas, and some of them have done very well. Um, but the hardest thing is, you know, as you go back to sort of your first notes for from the force um, measurement device, reimbursable, right? Does it change the workflow, right? And is there is there some sort of a competitive advantage, right? Um, is it you know is it a new is it a, does it generate a new source of revenue for a insurance company? Um, it is an investment, basically. I mean, it, 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 well, it, it's it, an it, investment, but it really boils down to um, can you get an ROI on that investment, and how long does it take to get that? So, what we're talking about is you can get an ROI in year one. It's can you improve your population health? Because, you know, insurance, a lot of the healthcare payers are more sophisticated than most people believe. And that is they really are looking at comorbidities. They're looking at, uh, you know, not only uh, use of services, but just the general health. I mean, and that's why you see wellness programs, you know, scattered throughout is because a wellness program, it's been proven. If you've got a healthier population, you're going to save on multiple things, not just only the thing that's attributed in this case to low back health. So, uh, we believe we found a nice niche. We believe that, you know, we can do something analogous to what Lavongo has done, for example, in the diabetes market. We believe we can do that in the low back pain market. And there are competing technologies out there. Most of them are B to C. We are a B to B to C. And uh, we like where we're positioned. Uh, we, we do believe we have the best solution out there. We've asked Every time we speak to an insurance company, whether it's one of the blues, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, one of your big locals, because I've spoken to a few of them, uh, we ask, okay, what are you doing for this problem? And they, they tell us, who else have you spoken to? And they tell us, and what we're finding is we are in a very unique position right now where we have a first mover advantage. We just need to take advantage of it. Awesome. So tell me about the consumer experience. How does the patient um how do you work with the patient? What's their experience like? Well, it starts off with, obviously, they, they either are a acute and or chronic sufferer of low back pain, and they take a survey. It takes them about five minutes. They answer the questions. It just makes sure they're both medically and um, psychologically appropriate for this because there are there is a limited part of the population which doesn't believe they're going to get better doesn't believe that, you know, things will actually work. And so they really need psychologically informed um, help. We actually help with that for the payer because we can indicate to them based upon, again, it's a clinically validated screening program. This person needs some psychologically informed help. So this is where you need to send them, right? But for the other 80%, uh, they can then get right into our program and it'll be delivered over their, uh, over their smartphone whether it's an Android or an iPhone, through an app, and it'll walk you through exactly what to do. It'll digitally coach you, count your reps, explain to you the exercise, show you a uh, a 3D motion-captured video of exactly what to do, um, and then it records your results and uh, sends them up to the cloud so you can not only figure out how are you progressing, but to your payer, who is paying for this, can follow that as well. That's great. That's very cool. Yeah, it's simple. It's simple. It, you can do it in your hotel room. You can do it in your office. You can do it in your bedroom, wherever, the gym, 
wherever you want. You just have to have a smartphone with you. Yeah. Which is almost everybody these days, right? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we'll all, everybody will have them. Well, that's great. So let me ask you a couple of just closing questions. We're sort of up, uh, up against time here. And I think uh, really interesting stuff. So um, where can where can people find out about you? Do you have a blog, Facebook page, Twitter? Um, what are you doing I there? I would just look at yeah, Kio.com. That's K-I-I-O.com. And that'll take you to our, our homepage. And you can go from there. Uh, we do have Facebook and LinkedIn as well. But uh, you know, just start on our homepage and you'll find the necessary links from there. Can you tell us about the name? Akio? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we were looking for something that was, uh, that was unique, uh, where we could, you know, get service trademarks for it as well as get the URLs. And we wanted to also have some meaning and, uh, the loosely translated from Mandarin, it means from art to science. Nice. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, Dave, thanks for your time today. I really appreciated talking with you. Um, and uh, best of luck with your business. Thanks, Steve. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Steve Krupa, great to have you back in the big chair. Dave Grandin, thank you for telling us Keo's story. We look forward to following your success in the future. Thank you, Breaking Health Podcast listeners, for your patience and loyalty. It's great to have you back, and it's great to have Steve back doing these interviews. If you could give us uh, give us a hand by give us, giving us a ranking on iTunes, let us know how we're doing on the podcast or whatever platform you're listening to. You can also, of course, tell your friends about the podcast if they're uh, as interested in healthcare innovation as you clearly are. Finally, don't forget, you can shoot me an email directly, tom at healthag.com. That's the word health, followed by letters E-G-Y.com. Healthag is the producer of the Breaking Health Podcast and the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit, which is happening in Boston this year on October 11th. Finally, if you'd like to be on the show or have a suggestion of someone who uh, would make a great guest, feel free to go to healthag.com, go down to the Get Involved tab at the bottom, and there's a Be Our Podcast guest button there for you to push. Send us a form. We'd love to uh, hear your suggestions. All right, folks, once again, that's a wrap. Tune in next week. We'll have another great tale of innovation for you on the Breaking Health Podcast.